You actually eat while you play that? Just flip the tube. Excuse me? Flip the tube. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Capital of China. Hong Kong. Yes. Thing next to your bed on the nightstand. A sock? Yes. I helped you come up with this when you were drunk and you came home from the bar last Thursday. Alibi. Yes. <laughs> All right. The thing I'm not allowed to wear to Supercross. Miniskirt? Yes. Me and you dry humping on the beach. <laughs> A screensaver. Yes, baby. This game is so easy. The only man that I'm allowed to cheat on you with. John Grisham. Yes. Mexican <laughs> dude. Ricardo Montalban. Yes. Hi. Right here. Right here! Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This is like an animal's attack video. Uh, guys, there's other people that think what's uncomfortable. Oh, God. You guys got a lot. How many was that? Seven. <laughs> you remember that movie? Have you seen that movie? Is that, uh... What is it? Is it Four Christmases? Yes. That, yeah. Yes. I saw Vince one Vaughn, time, dude. Reese Witherspoon, man. One I, time. I just watched that. Wow. Over the weekend with my son. And uh, my 13-year-old actually liked it better than, than my son did. She thought it was hilarious. So. Wow. Yeah. All those holiday movies, man. There's just so many right now that are out, you know, streaming. And, uh, I'm completely shocked that I got that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because there wasn't a lot of Vince Vaughn in there. It was all, uh, what's cut. his face? Uh, the guy that does all the Star Wars stuff. John Favreau. Oh, Favreau, yeah. yeah. So he's awesome. But anyway, hey guys, uh, yeah, we're at the, it's the holiday time of the year, week number 10, Fantasy Football Junkies. My name is Bonzi. That is Eric Pedigo, a.k.a. Ego. It is week 10 of the Fantasy Football season, and wow, um, after a horrible week that I had last week, I blew up and had highest points this week, and I'm so happy. You know, not having Patrick Mahomes and Austin Eckler just killed me i mean it just it was horrible yeah you really miss those kind of guys when they're <sighs> not in your lineup yeah david carr when he doesn't do nothing for you i mean that's just that's horrible but this week could be that week for some people too though man because there's you know some teams on buys that a lot of players are going to be gone look at joe burrow and, and and jamar chase and and all those guys from cincinnati they're, they're not playing this week so well i got joe mixon last week you got Joe Mixon. I got Joe Mixon. <laughs> so you played against him. Yeah. How many yeah, points yeah. did he get in your fantasy league? Uh, 55. 52 in ours. Okay. All yeah. Right. 55. Um, that was stupid, man. And I'll tell you what. I I got. I was third highest points. I've got a patchwork team. Dude. I've told you about this team <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, I've yeah. got so many guys on IR and not playing. And I literally had one warm body on my bench. Last minute, I decided to... To start uh, Rondale Moore over DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Last minute. Yeah. DeAndre Swift was my only healthy body on the bench. Yeah. And I still got third highest in points, but I got Joe Mixon. Lost to the first highest in points. <sighs> and with Joe Mixon putting up a normal day, a 20-point day, yeah. I win. Okay. But nope, 55. So that's an L. I meant to go back and look and see the highest fantasy football point totals ever. Ooh. I feel like in our league one year there was someone that got sixty, but um, I could be wrong. I could be really, really wrong. I'm probably wrong, but I think someone got sixty one year. I think it might have been Marshall Falk. I was gonna say it had to have that, been like a that, Marshall Falk yeah. or like a Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, that got sixty one year. Yeah, and that's just man, that's just you don't see that. So anyway, uh, I don't think Joe Mixon's gonna do that this week. Sorry, not sorry. Um, Thursday night football game tonight. You know, you might think Atlanta at Carolina, boring, but there is some fantasy potential in this game. So we'll get to that. Get to your week 10 booms and busts. 
And then uh, the waiver wire report that I went so deep this week um, because you, you've got to at this point. Um, I don't care how many bench spots you have or don't have. It's slim pickings There's right now. nothing. Yeah. And so I think when you get to this point, you're just hope. I hate to say this. I'm not going to say you hope someone gets hurt. <laughs> you're preparing for somebody to get injured or to get hurt um, or one of these younger backs maybe to take over for a team that's not doing so well. Um, and and just to, to maybe think that these 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 programs and these football franchises are, are wanting to see what these younger guys can do. That you can you can find some diamonds in the rough. Yeah. If you pay attention to what we have to say. Okay. So let's jump in Thursday night fantasy football focus tonight Atlanta at Carolina after getting benched last week in a blowout loss to the Bengals. PJ Walker looks like he's getting another shot at quarterback for the Panthers, but should he get another shot? Should he? Wasn't that your boy, PJ I mean, Walker? I mean, didn't you say I like him better than Baker Mayfield? <laughs> do you give? Do you do you go with Walker if, if you're if you're the Panthers, or do you go with Mayfield? I go with uh, PJ Walker. Okay. tonight I'll tell you All why. Right. Atlanta, 300 yards per game through the air. That's yep. what they allow. They've allowed 15 passing yep. touchdowns, which is like second or third worst in the league. Right. I think. Uh, I think it's a get right game. Yeah, you're for right. PJ Absolutely, Walker. and and I've got a big uh, stake in this one too because um, I, you know, I'm I'm looking to start uh, some some people from this game. Starting Terrace Marshall. Yes, I Dude, am. That was a good call last week. Thank you. Yeah, you nailed um, it. The Atlanta Falcons have given up the 13 most rushing yards to opposing running backs as well, and Deontay Foreman will be looking to put up big numbers once again after being contained in Week Night against the Bengals. Uh, the running back position could be exciting tonight as the Falcon Falcons. Now have a number of backs who can produce. Also with that return of Cordell Patterson, man, wow, last week, just wow. Um, my top Thursday night football starter, though, Eagles going to love this, is Panthers wide receiver, a DJ Moore. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the Panthers' first game against the Falcons, do you know what he did in that first game? I don't. I don't recall. Six of eleven, hundred and fifty-two, and a TD. There, yeah. See, that's DJ Moore. I mean, yeah. that is DJ Moore. Despite the troubles the Panthers have had this season, Moore has still managed thirty-five recepts, forty-four, uh, four hundred forty-nine yards, and three TDs. And in his career against the Falcons, Moore has averaged almost eighty yards per game and eighteen point six two per recept. Now, starting uh, Falcons cornerback AJ Terrell uh, appears likely to miss the game too, and that means Carolina's pass catchers are going to be just. Licking their chops, man. Not that it would make a whole world of difference. True, they're just true. They're but so I mean, when you you're, when pass. your top corner is done, yeah. Uh, you also might want to include rostering Falcons wide receiver Drake London tonight too. Um, the first round pick had a quiet performance in last week's narrow loss to the Chargers, but check this out, man. He's still a top target in the Falcons passing offense. Over the last two weeks, he's been targeted twelve total times. And so in full PPR, I could see him as being a pretty good flex option for tonight if you need to get maybe eight or nine points. I think you said it. If you need, I I still wouldn't recommend it. He's just been so inconsistent. That whole passing game in Atlanta, you know, I'm I'm always scared to start Kyle Pitts. I'm definitely always scared to start Drake London, but... I mean, it's a dart throw if you need well, somebody. Well, you're right. I mean, they don't have a high volume. Pa- <clears throat> pardon me, passing attack. No, but their game against Carolina in Week Eight uh, was the only one in the last six weeks that that Mariota finished with over 150 yards through the air. And London only came away with 31 of those 253 passing yards in their last meeting with the Panthers. Uh, those numbers signal a, a pretty good chance to produce this week, though. So I like London again. 
If you need a flex, full PPR. This is full PPR. Yes. This is not half point. This is not nope. This is full PPR. I think London could be a flex spot starter for you tonight. Atlanta at Carolina. I'm going to get to more on Cordero Patterson here. Where we talk booms and busts. So okay. do you have anything you want to focus well, on for tonight? Just Drake London, something to to take note of. Full point PPR. The first three weeks of the season, he was double digits. Hasn't been since then. So despite getting seven targets last week, he only caught three for 23 yards. It They haven't been getting the ball to him effectively. Um, and that's he seems like a really talented kid. I think he's got a bright future, but I'm, I don't have super high hopes for the Atlanta passing mm. game. But, yeah, let's talk about Cordero Patterson because yeah. I've got some stock in him. And yeah, man, for I sure. was glad to get him back last week. It was crazy, man. Ooh. So the booms and busts now for week 10. We're going to get to Cordero in just a second, but you might be shocked by this one. My big boom after being a bust in three weeks in a row at quarterback, my big boom this week is Tom Brady. Oh, oh, <laughs> welcome, welcome aboard. The Tom Brady bandwagon. Sir. Versus Seattle in Germany. Remember, this is an early start, okay? I think yep. it's an 8 or 8.30 game time, man. So just make sure you've got guys in your lineup uh, early if you want to get that started. He's been a, well, what word do you want to use? Any bad word you want. He's been all of them, a fantasy QB this year. He has one game with multiple touchdowns, two games with more than 19 fantasy points. For the season, he's averaging just 17.1 fantasy points per game. But... I think this is going to be a breakout game for him, and I'm stealing this from somebody that I saw on Twitter because I did not believe what I was reading, and I went and did more research on it. Brady loves playing in these international games. He's undefeated in three international games in his career. Now, wow. listen, listen to these stats, dude. I didn't believe it. Okay. These are facts. He's passed for almost 1,000 yards in three games, 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions, he scored at least 26.5 fantasy points in each of those games. Two in London, one in Mexico City. And he only needs about 250 more yards to break the all-time quarterback record for most career passing yards outside the U.S. That, that's insane. Let's go. I mean, Tom Brady. Yeah. You got Tom Brady. I think you started this week. Uh, sure. Okay. The, did you watch any of that Bucks game Absolutely. last week? Yeah. Dude, how many drops? Yeah. It was yeah. like it's horrible. Tom Brady, if you're just... If you're looking at box scores and you're a fantasy person, you're just looking at the fantasy point production, then it's like, man, what's wrong with Brady this season? Right. But if you watch the games, it's like, no, he's he's making the passes. Right. He's well, making this, the this, right this passes. This game he was making the passes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think in previous games he was it was all the receiver's fault. A lot of it was the line. It's a it's a big mess it, of it is. things. It is. And he's not at fault. But, uh, but last week... It was not him. It was not him at right, all, man. Right. He was he was making a lot of really really nice passes, mm-hmm. and this guy's just dropping the ball. So, um, assuming the Bucks kind of work that out a little bit this week, and as much as apparently Tom Brady loves playing overseas, <laughs> uh, Seattle I think is allowed uh, fifteen passing touchdowns on the season. Yeah. Not, it, so they're not great. They're like middle of the pack right. yards per game. Not scary by any means. Yep. I think. Uh, I think Brady has a nice game. Maybe maybe two touchdown passes. I think what? if he held on to Brady, yeah, I, I would I would think 252 TDs is not out of the question for him. Uh, my big boom running back this week is Cordell Pat- Patterson at Carolina. The setup for Patterson is great against Carolina tonight. Short week for the Panthers after their defense spent nearly 40 minutes on the field against the Bengals in Week Nine. In that game against Cincinnati, Carolina could not stop Mister Mixon, who. Eric already touched on it. Okay, he had 22 carries, 153, four touchdowns, along with four catches and a TD. It was insane. Panthers have not allowed seven 
running backs to score at least 13 PPR points this season, and Patterson just scored 17 against the Chargers Week 9 in his return from a four-game absence with that knee. Now, Patterson has played five games this season, and he has a touchdown in four of those five games. He also scored a TD in both meetings against the Panthers last year, Uh, so I think Cordero goes off tonight. Uh, The thing about it, and Cordero, when he became a running back out of nowhere last season at age 30, everybody was kind of shocked and waiting for it to end. You know, this isn't real. But he was just good. He think he finishes like the number nine running back yeah. on the season in fantasy. And so then this season he comes out. What he's not doing this season compared to last is catching the ball, right. but still producing just as a running back. Mm-hmm. He's like Nick Chubb. It's <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And then last week he didn't get like a ton of work. Thirteen carries isn't bad. Forty four yards not great on thirteen carries, but where they like him is around the goal line. Yeah. Did you see some of those runs dude, from him, dude? Did you dude? see him I mean, it was level just, that brutal. guy? I mean, brutally. I mean, my son and I are watching that, and I said, that is amazing. You know? And, he leveled that linebacker. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was insane. So, and that, it was that like was, a video game hit, dude. It, it was it really, crazy. That was hit stick, man. Yeah, that yeah. was he, like he flicked the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just analog nuts. and leveled a guy. But you got to think this game coming back, a uh, not a good rush defense. His second game back after injury, he's gonna he's gonna get it going, yeah. I, and I hope you're right because man, I'm starting. <laughs> you need him. <laughs> yeah, I do need him. Bad. My wide receiver boom for this week is Christian Kirk at KC. Uh, Kirk went through a rough stretch of games from weeks four and eight uh, when he faced tough pass defenses in Philly, Houston, Indy, the Giants, and Denver. Uh, but he still got ten PPR points in four of those five games, and he out snapped. And got out of the funk in Week Nine against Vegas with with eight catches for seventy six yards and a TD on nine targets. He should have another pretty good outing this week against the Chiefs, Kansas City, allowing twelve receivers to score thirteen PPR points or more this season. And Kirk will likely see a heavy volume of targets with the Jags potentially chasing points on the road. I think he's got top ten upside in this matchup this week. I would say so. He's the uh, he's the number ten receiver in fantasy anyway. So. Um... Yeah, why not maintain that against a, a Chiefs defense that allows receivers to go off almost every yeah, week? Every week. So yeah, no, I love Christian Kirk this week. What a great fit that turned out to be. Yeah. Him going to Jacksonville. So curious to see next year because Jacksonville has Calvin Ridley yeah. now. So how that dynamic is gonna go. Um I I I sold, I think, high on Christian Kirk this season because of that in a dynasty league. So all right, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. Tight end boom this week. Dalton Schultz at Green Bay uh, had his best outing since week one last uh, in week eight against Chicago. Six catches, 74 yards, seven targets. Hopefully Schultz is over this knee dingy thing that's going on with him. Played him earlier in the year, but he, you know he's got a Dak Prescott that's back 100%. Packers are allowing three touchdowns uh, to tight ends in their past two games, so hopefully Schultz gets his first TD of the season in this matchup. And I have, I've seen a lot of people on the social media-verse really supporting the Schultz guy because he is a good player. And I think the Cowboys need to focus in on him. He's not, he's not ranked in the top 10 at tight end spot, but I think uh, versus Green Bay, because Green Bay is just a disaster, I think he does some stuff against the Packers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Dak's going to need him too. All in all, Green Bay against the pass, pretty good. right? I think 170 yards per game. Um, so teams aren't coming out and just throwing all over them. I could definitely see a game plan, especially if, if Zeke is healthy, um, where the Cowboys just 
just hand the ball off like crazy right. and really limit what they what they do <laughs> through the air. But I do think that bodes well probably for Dalton Schultz, not so much for CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Right. But I think I think uh the the quick dump offs and the you know, I think Dak loves Dalton Schultz, man. Yeah. He really does. He does. So I think if I have to start one receiving option that I feel comfortable about for Dallas this week, it's Dalton Schultz. Yep. Cool. All right, so my bust, let's go to quarterback Aaron Rodgers versus Dallas. Rodgers was a disaster in week nine at Detroit. And yes, I said Detroit. <laughs> 291 passing yards, one TD, three interceptions for only an average of 15 fantasy points in fantasy leagues. He's now scored 19 fantasy points or less in four games in a row. He hasn't topped 20 points in any game this season. Cowboys have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL and allow an average of just 14 fantasy points per game to opposing QBs. Only Justin Fields in Week 8 and Jalen Hurts in Week 6 have scored more than 17 against Dallas. And now Rodgers is without one of his top receiver, uh, Romeo Dubes, uh, is out with an ankle. <clears throat> so it's time to move on from Rodgers, I think, as a number 1 fantasy quarterback. If you haven't already, I did in Week 2. If you're still... Rolling with if you have, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's when we talked about Tom Brady, we pointed out the mistakes that his teammates were making. Uh-huh. Man, if you watch these Packers games, Aaron Rodgers looks horrible. Yeah, it's not drops; it's him making horrible reads. Yeah, him throwing the ball to the other team. Detroit can't stop anybody through the air, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he made it look like it was like Champ Bailey and Deion Sanders out there in their You're prime, right. just. There's something off with Aaron Rodgers this season, and he should be nowhere near your starting lineup, if even on your roster. Just looking at the quarterbacks, when I went to look at my bus for this week, um, I had one player in mind, and then I saw, I was like, maybe they left Aaron Rodgers off. I said, Is there, I said they don't have a bye, do they? And so he is down around 19 and 20th ranked quarterback for this week. Cousins, Lawrence, Carr. Golf, Mariota, all quarterbacks that are ranked higher than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, of course. Unreal. I would start all of those guys yeah. over Aaron Rodgers, yeah. especially this week, man. Dallas has yeah. got a really good defense. Yeah, their defense is fast, strong, and good. Uh, running back, a bust. It's uh, Darrell Henderson Jr. from Era, uh, for the Rams going against Arizona. Henderson looked uh, the best of the Rams running backs in Week 9 at Tampa, but that only uh, translated to 12 carries for 56 yards, no catches, one target. Uh, We'll see if Cam Akers, Ego's boy, continues to take on some more work, and we also have the potential of a uh, Kyrene Williams playing again this week. The backfield uh, at the Rams right now is so avoidable. Um, I I, I feel sorry for you if you have to use this player. I mean, I really, really do. And and the reason I bring him up is I don't, don't fall for the hype on this one. Um, you know, Cardinals in week three, um, acres or what was what I write down here? Uh, running backs and acres even. Had, okay. Yeah. So in week three acres did all right. I uh, had a touchdown. Henderson had four carries though for just 17 yards, but the Rams have only had a running back score at least 10 PPR points just four times this season. Henderson is such a risky start, uh, even as a flex option in Week 10. I just don't think they do anything with that against Arizona. No, stay away. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a better option. There has to be. There's Even with buys and injuries, right. there's probably someone on the waiver wire that is better. I've just, I'm, 
the Rams don't know what they're doing at the running back position, so you should have no faith. Yeah, I would start either one of the Chicago running backs over this guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, over either of the right. Rams running backs. Uh, my wide receiver bust this week, Curtis Samuel at Philadelphia. Now, I love Curtis Samuel. You know, he scored a touchdown week nine. I had him in my lineup against Minnesota. It was his first score since week two. He finished the game with three catches for 65 yards on four targets. He's been at five targets or less, though, for three of the past four games. His rushing production has also been pretty inconsistent of late. He only had one carry for 16 yards against the Vikes. Now, while he did have seven catches for 48 against the Eagles in week three, along with three carries for 13, I don't love this matchup for him or Terry McLaurin. Uh, I, I would start McLaurin over Samuel this week, uh, maybe at a number two or three receiver. But Samuel is, as I think, a desperation flex this week. Eagles have allowed just one touchdown to a receiver since week five. Yeah, Samuel's doing a lot with a little. Um, you know, he's he was still getting double digits even though he's not being targeted very often. And I think a lot of that is is Taylor Heineke really likes Terry McLaurin. Yeah. That's kind of his comfort blanket. So um so Samuel's not going to get the opportunities, but I'm I'm not crazy about either of them this week against Philly. And then for our bust at tight end this week, I've got Taysom Hill uh, at Pittsburgh. Now, since scoring 35 PPR points against Seattle in Week 5, Hill has combined for just 19 PPR points in his past four, including no points against Baltimore last week. He does have one touchdown over that span, but there's no reason that you can trust Hill right now in a majority of any league that you've gotten. And the Steelers' uh, defense could also be dominant this week if, if T.J. Watt returns as expected. So, don't be surprised if Hill, uh, again, has another down game in this matchup on the road. And looking at, again, at the, the tight ends, if you have to start um, a tight end, uh, you know, Taysom Hill always just for some reason jumps off the page because of that big game, though, the 35 PPR points. Yeah. There's so many other guys, though, like we mentioned earlier, Schultz, Pitts, Everett uh, for the Chargers, I think, might have a big game this week. Uh, Dulcich uh, for Denver, I think he's on my... Waiver wire because that was close. I, I still think like Dulcich. Yeah, Dulcich. He's not even. I mean, thirty percent of he's of probably teams available own. in your league. So go probably. get that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Taysom Hill. Yeah, that one big week. He had an, another week in double digits. Week one where he had like fifteen fantasy points. Um, but other than that, it's been single digits. Eh, week seven, full point PPR. He had ten points. But it's that one week has him as the tight end six on the season yeah, still. Crazy. Yeah. Um I would say this. If you just need some points, right? If you need eight to ten points, start one of those guys that you mentioned. If if it looks like your playoff hopes are in jeopardy and you need a home run, it you know, why not? What do you have to lose at this point? Right. Swing for the fences. Taysom <laughs> Hill maybe he's got an I mean the likelihood – how about this? Do you think Taysom Hill has another 30-point game at some point this season? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but not against Pittsburgh, though. May, maybe you not. Know, yeah. But you I'm know not saying I mean? drop him. I'm yeah. not saying get rid of him. I'm just maybe saying this, this is a bust week for him, I feel like, and you need to go get one of those other guys. Waiver wire pickups. Now, I know we're a little bit late uh, You know, since it's Thursday. Lots of waiver wire pickups happen on Wednesdays. You know, you got to put the claim in. Um, I didn't realize how many – Ours clear football. on Wednesdays, man. See, I don't know why. Some I, I couldn't believe that that fancy football team uh, leagues 
let people pick up on Tuesday morning. I don't get that. I'm like, man, that's that's awfully early, man. You know what I mean? Like pick up like free agent, basically. Yeah, yeah like waiver oh. wire pickups, man. Like, no, no, dude, no. you can't. You what can't are you do that. doing, man? It's just like, let me be a part of that league. You know, people have jobs. No, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh, we switched ours years and years ago. Uh-huh. Like literally because um because of a guy in our league who had a different work schedule than the rest right. of us jumped on in the morning and was able to just right. get everybody. So it was like, okay, it's time to put something in place. But most, I think, um, clear Wednesday morning. I think that's how most Yeah, majority things, of them do. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't believe how many actually do on Tuesdays. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. not that that's a default setting or anything, but uh, I was talking to a guy and he was like, who do I need to pick up? Man, I got, I got this. That. I go, it's like, you can pick up a player on Tuesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like so weird to me. Um, so here I went really deep this week. And um, remember, we talked about the buys. For this week, Cincinnati's a big one. Baltimore's probably a big one. The Jets, even man, there's some studs there too. And the Patriots are all on buys. Um, so if you need a quarterback, Kenny Pickett versus New Orleans uh, for those deeper leagues, Pickett and the Steelers are coming out of their bye week to face a Saints defense that's both injured and wildly inconsistent. Okay, so um, you know they have allowed the ninth most fancy points per game over the last month. That's including a game against the Raiders, where they held them to zero points. Okay, New Orleans is 28th in pressure rate and 19th in pass play. Um, they've given up the 11th most receptions to wide receivers as replacements for Lattimore and uh, who's the other guy? They, they've failed. I mean, they're just there's another guy that's on IR, I think, for their defense. But um, if you're in deeper league and working without you know Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow, I think Pickett is not a terrible option to start this week. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I think he likes uh, both of his targets pretty good, and I think they're turning him loose a little bit more, and this is a good week for it. So, yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And, he, and he's only owned in like 8% of maximum leagues right now. Yeah. So Running back, I've got Isaiah Spiller. Now, I, you're, pro- you're not going to start him this week, but the reason I have him as a waiver wire pickup, I own Austin Eckler, so I'm all over you know the Sonny Michelle, the Isaiah Spiller, yep. what's going on, you know. Um, Eckler's just hot, hot, hot right now, and I love it, but that scares the badoodles out of me, man. I mean, it first time I've ever heard that word. <laughs> Never in my life. Forty-two years on this earth. But speaking of a rookie bump, Spiller saw season highs across the board following the Chargers' Week Eight bye. He ran for a modest seven times, twenty-nine yards. Okay, four yards per carry. But more notably, this is what I what I was watching because I had Michelle on my team backing up. He outtouched Michelle seven to one. Right. All right, he's worth right now. If you have Austin Eckler, you need to go get Spiller right now because he's owned by nobody. And Josh Kelly is on IR. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the backup. Right. Nobody wants Sony Michelle. Not real teams, not fantasy right. teams. Nobody thinks Sony Michelle is like a real answer to their problems. So yeah, I, if you definitely if you have Eckler, yeah, you should be trying to get Spiller just and, in case. And then another running back I put on here just because I mean, eight percent owned. I just was looking for another maybe helpful running back to put on your team because they are scarce right now. Yep. Is Jalen Warren from from Pittsburgh. Now, I mean, he's obviously behind Najee Harris. He continues to sprinkle in, though, 20% snap shares in every game. Warren isn't the type of back to put in flex consideration just yet, but he does possess that third down skill set. And again, I said this earlier, I don't want players to get injury, but you need to prepare for those. And if Najee Harris goes down, Jalen Warren is the only one there. It's football, man. And uh, Najee's usage rate is high. His production rate is low. 
very easily something could happen where Jalen Warren ends up getting snaps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've been talking handcuff all year. Yeah. That's it, yeah. It's smart to do that. And if you have a, somebody who is a clear-cut number two backup to a running back, I mean, they should be owned in most leagues. Yeah. No doubt about it. I got two wide receivers for you. One is at a two to a 22% maximum ownership in Yahoo ESPN CBS Sports. It's Donovan Peoples-Jones for Cleveland. Now, okay. speaking of those emerging players, Peoples-Jones has quietly been stringing together some quality outings. He, he's reached 50-plus yards in five straight games. And this week, he faces a Dolphins secondary that has really, really struggled defending receivers. Miami giving up the fifth most receptions to the position, and that ranks 30th against pass plays allowed. Uh, Peoples-Jones is averaging a rock-solid 20% target share since week four. He could see constant and consistent volume once again, especially if Najoku isn't cleared for this one. So either way, Peoples-Jones is worth the pickup. 22 maximum percent owned. Go get him, especially with Deshaun Watson's return approaching in the near week. I mean, what's that, week 13? Week 13, he'll be back, yeah. So go grab Donovan Peoples-Jones if he's available. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with it. Um, did you say you have another one? Another yep. wide receiver yep. too? Well, with my buddy Terrace Marshall. I mean, I just I I could not believe this week again he was only owned by six percent still this week. And since that, like we talked about it, the Robbie Anderson fiasco a few weeks ago, uh Marshall's utilization has spiked for the Panthers. And he's participated on over ninety percent. That was my big thing. I mean, he's out there all the time running routes. They're throwing him the ball. He had 353 and, and a touchdown last week, and he even left some of those plays on the field. Okay, this week he draws a rematch against a Falcons secondary. I talked about it again tonight. He could, you know, he put he put a big numbers to it. You know, two weeks ago in a strong game, this week could easily be on the cards for this emerging second year player. Go pick him up. There's, I mean, I can't believe how many people don't have him. No, and on most like if you're on Yahoo leagues um, and you go to like transaction trends, he's probably the first wide receiver if not the first player on the list right um that people are, are learning about Terrace Marshall and they're yeah. picking him up so as well they should yeah um who do you have <clears throat> Chris Moore yeah wide receiver yeah. for Houston yeah has scored in each of their last two games uh saw four targets two weeks ago five targets last week and uh he seems to be kind of emerging as especially with Brandon Cooks uh that whole situation going on there I mean, Davis Mills has to throw the ball to somebody. It might not get there when it needs to, but but Chris Moore has found the end zone yep. the last two weeks, and he is out there in, I would say, 100% of leagues. Oh, yeah, probably. Easily. Easily. So, so, yeah, I think, I think he's a good one. And then also, as far as running backs go, um, Rashad White in Tampa Bay, I don't know how owned he is in leagues. And it's not like he's had any real fantasy He's around the 30 production. to 40% mark. And the only reason why is is because Tampa Bay's offense is so sketch. Yep. Um, he's actually one of the players I was referring to when I said when teams are not doing good, they're not winning, they want to see what these young guys yeah. can do. Rashad White is that guy behind Fournette. Every week his, his, his numbers have been going up. This is the first week he's projected, I think, to get close to seven points. I mean, that's, that's big for him. And this is a week to do it. I think Fournette's averaging less than three yards per carry. Mm-hmm. He's just, he looks stagnant and slow and bad. He can catch the ball, but but Rashad White can catch the ball too. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, and, and also there were reports, Fournette was a little upset last week that, that Rashad White was in the game at certain points and he wasn't. Um, I think Tampa Bay is, is going to start leaning on this kid a little bit more 
going forward, especially because their their offense just hasn't looked good. Right, and they want to see what he's got. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, if he's out there in your league, I scoop him up. He right. might be. He might just be the starter towards the end of the season. Other than Schultz uh, being at the tight end boom this week, if he's available, you should go pick him up. Noah Fant is another one. Uh, the Seahawks utilize a tight end by committee instead of a third receiver. Um, but we've seen production performances from Fant over the last month or so. Over his last five games, he's hit 40-plus receiving yards in three of them. And he's coming off a massive five for 96. I think he had six targets in Week 10. And again, he's squaring off a Tampa Bay defense that ranks ninth in most fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends. There's some inevitable variance here. But the volume and matchup both would check out to make Fant, I think, worth considering in Week 10. And he's only owned by 10% of maximum leagues. Is that right? Yeah, 10%. I would have guessed more than 10%. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, well, yeah, scoop him up if he's out there, no doubt about it. Especially, I mean, you don't have options at tight end. So um, Cole Komet also has come alive recently, and a guy who was dropped flat on his face in a lot of leagues, as well he should have been earlier in the season. Now all of a sudden, you know, they're letting Justin Fields run around, throw the ball a little bit more, and he likes Cole Komet, so you should scoop him up if he's out there. And then for my waiver wire defensive matchups, uh, go ahead and, and, and pick up these if they're available. The Denver Broncos at Tennessee. I, I picked up the Giants this week against Houston, you know, because I sure. thought the Giants had a good shot at Houston. And the New Orleans uh, at Pitt. Uh, those are three defenses that I think you might want to look at to start this week if they're on the waiver wire. Um, let's get to our yes or BS. Did you have anything else on the waiver wire you wanted to bring up? No, I, I think we did a pretty good waiver wire job for it being week 10. Week 10, yeah, yeah I know. Right? I do. Um, yes or BS, here we go. I got three yes or BS for my boy Ego here. Are you ready for this? Oh, hit me. Jeff Saturday can save the Colts <laughs> season, and I should hold on to Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. Yes or BS? Well, that's kind of a two-parter, <laughs> right? I would say BS on save the Colts season because I, I guess I don't know what that means. Uh-huh. Um, but... Uh yes, you should definitely hold on to Jonathan Taylor. Oh, okay. And uh, I should try to Pippen. sell those guys. Why would you sell low? I'm just asking. The saying isn't buy high, sell low. I know. I got right. It. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. no, you don't. You don't trade those guys. All right. Very good. We are at week ten. Should I trade Joe Mixon now? Yeah. <laughs> sure. You're never going <laughs> to yes get or more. Yes. I should trade yes. Joe Mixon now. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. It, you're never going to get more. Then you're going to get right now. I agree. His his. So if you're if you're wanting to sell, now's the time to do it. You'll get I a offered. Haul. I offered. Who did I offer? I offered Fournette, Rashad White. I've got both of them on my team. Okay. Okay. And Curtis Samuel for Joe Mixon. Yeah, I would have said no to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's three for one. But he said it's... that was embarrassing. Hey, what are you talking about? These are three players that would start on his team, though. Like, he's got a bad team. Well, he's not team. starting two running backs from the same team. Well, no, but, I mean, I'm saying you've got either you're going to go Fournette and Samuel. He would start both those guys okay. on this team. He's got a horrible team, This the, the guy that has Joe Mixon. And that's where I feel like if you find yourself in that position with a team that is at the very – he's got one win. He's got the Yikes. lowest points scored. All right, and Joe Mixon is his only player on his team. See, if I were him, I would certainly be selling Joe Mixon, right. but I would do better than what you offered. I well, guarantee you I he would get countered better. with he wanted Eckler and Tyreek Hill. And I was like, dude, come well, on, there's man. There's a reason he's only got one win like, and come it's completely on, man. unrealistic. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do. I, and I admit, you know, you can sell high right now, very high with Joe Mixon. Yes. Um, but come on, man. I mean, Well, you're not going to get Eckler. 
No, I mean, I'm not going to get him back. No. You're not going to get like the number one no. receiver and running back. No. no. So here's what I'm thinking about doing. And I was just looking at this this morning. I'm thinking about offering him again, Fournette and White. Those are those are the two that I'm that I'm packaging here together. Okay. Okay. And then offering him uh, Terrace Marshall and Curtis Samuel. I mean, so a four for one. Yeah. I. I still, Which again would be three starters for his Joe Mixon. If I were him, though, I mean, I don't know that I would take that to. I, that's just, I feel like I would shop around and try to get, you know, somebody like a package of, I don't know, maybe go after like Jonathan Taylor and someone. You know what I mean? Like uh, do something like that. Go find like somebody who is who is down on one of their stars for underperforming mm-hmm. and go after that. Like. I don't know. I guess it just depends on how awful this guy's team is and how much he cares about it. But I feel like that's a what you're offering is like a Madden trade a little bit. What? What are you, you know talking what I mean? about? Like, here, take these four guys from my bench <laughs> for your one good. No, player. I, I'm starting Terrace Marshall again this week. I know, but Terrace I'm Marshall. I'm starting Leonard Fournette. Okay, but I've got Austin Leonard, Eckler and Tyreek Hill. Leonard Fournette has been trashed. They're, Terrace they're Marshall, not my wide receiver the one. Wire. We're running back two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. Um, and then my last yes or BS before we get to Ego's extra point. <clears throat> you ready for this one? Yep. DJ Moore has more fancy points than Mike Evans this week. Mm. And you can give the backstory before you answer. That's tough, man, because I like I like both of their matchups this week. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to backstory say, is that right now. Do you know the, the the stats right now for both of these guys? Yeah, Evans is still ahead. Okay, how much? Uh. I think a good amount, actually. <laughs> I think I think you've got some. I think you've got some catching up to do for you to still win that bet. But yeah, I think I think still a good amount. Let's see. I've got Mike Evans at uh, what twelfth in the league, mm-hmm. hundred twenty three point seven fantasy points, full PPR. I'm not sure what it is half point, but um, still probably pretty close. DJ Moore down at twenty ninth with hundred and one. So, I mean, they're 25 points away. Mm-hmm. Does he have more fancy points this week than Mike Evans? Yes or BS? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he okay. does. Okay. All right. I think he does. <laughs> Dude, this is my catch-up week. This is my catch-up week for DJ Moore tonight. he might. That's much closer yes. than I than I wanted it to be. <laughs> and Tom Brady targets Chris Godwin like crazy. A ton. Dude. A ton. Like right. crazy. Mike Evans ain't helping himself. I'll just nope. tell you that right now. All right. So here we go. Ego's extra point before we wrap up uh, the fantasy football junkies in week number 10. What you got? All right. I am ready. Ego's extra point this week. Three words. Don't get cute. It's a motto to live by when you're playing fantasy football. It's really, really easy to point chase in fantasy. So you look back at what just happened and you project it forward thinking you're going to get that result the next week and you end up benching a stud (laughs) For a guy who just had a big week, I'll give you a few examples. If you're looking at matchups this week and you say, man, I've got Cordero Patterson who's back from injury and the guys on the fantasy football junkies love him this week and he's a stud. I've got Austin Eckler who's the number one running back in football, but he's got San Francisco who's like the top rush defense and maybe I should bench Eckler and start Cordero Patterson. Don't get cute. You don't do that. I've got, okay, that one seems like a no-brainer. That was a no-brainer. I've got another one. All right. How about this one? I've got Jalen Hurts. 
but Justin Fields just scored like 50 points in fantasy, and I've got him backing up Justin Fields. I'm, I want 50 points. I feel like the don't get cute happens more with QBs, don't you think? QBs, sure. It, I mean, a lot. It, people point chase, man. Right. They see last week's points, and they, well, I got to get that guy in my lineup because right. of what he just did. You stick with your studs. You stick with your starters. They are the ones who consistently get you points and win you games. Don't point chase. Don't get cute. Don't plug in a backup over a starter. But you, get, you better get Patterson in your lineup. Tonight. I mean, in most instances, <laughs> you're going to find a way to get Patterson in your lineup. But don't do it uh, in, in favor of somebody who's a mainstay and should be there. Right? right. So Yeah, I agree. Eagles extra point is up. And it's good. Nice. All right. That's going to do it for us on another Fantasy Football Junkies podcast. Thank you so much. Tune in next week. Share, share, share. And, guys, we had a lot of downloads last week on our podcast. Nice. Pretty good. So anybody listening, we appreciate it, man. We we really do. And uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. All this stuff is posted up for you guys to use and abuse. All right? And make sure that you are making your winning a fantasy football league a reality, not a fantasy with us here at the Junkies. It's a Newhoff Media Springfield podcast.